Today, Sam chats with Robin Adair, who works in a school focusing on community engagement with her therapy dog, Ellie, who has a hearing impairment. Robin is also a part-time dog trainer who specializes in dogs with disabilities. And during this episode, she goes into detail about what it's like working in a school environment with Ellie and the special considerations and adjustments she makes to facilitate Ellie's interactions with students and staff. What a treat. Enjoy the episode. All right. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I've got Robin here with me today. She's going to share a bit of her special journey that she's had over the last, when did you finish your training, Robin? Wasn't that long uh, ago? Last November. Yeah. Oh, wow. Time flies. Doesn't it? <laughs> Goodness. Um, so I'm going to let Robin introduce herself and her puppy dog to you so we can um, hear a little bit about who you are and who your puppy dog is and what makes your team special. Okay. Um, well, my name is Robin and uh, I work in education. I've worked in education for uh, just on 30 years. Um, my dog, Ellie, is uh, a special dog in that she is hearing impaired uh, and I just use sign language with her all of the time. Um, in our school, we have over a thousand children. So it's been uh, quite a journey to introduce her to <laughs> that many children and the pets and everything we do. My role in the school is community engagement. So having a therapy dog is absolutely perfect um, for, for our situation and to, to get the community engagement happening. So cool. So um, we're going to cover like a few things, including the training. So how you adjusted things, because you came to us, Robin, with already a lot of knowledge, didn't you? So what's your experience with sure. dogs that have... So I'm actually a dog trainer as well, and I have been since 2001, but my specialty area is dogs with disabilities. Um, I've had six of my own deaf border collies, and um, I've looked. I've also had a, a blind Labrador, um, but that's that's sort of my area. So I volunteer for organisations that work with deaf dogs or, or dogs with disabilities. Um, well, that's my part-time thing. Just your side hustle. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so cool. So, um, do you have a do you have a dog training business? No, no, no. Uh, so I worked for an organisation down here, a private yeah. um, dog training school. Uh, yeah. And then now I'm, I link in like in my agility world because my dogs all do agility. Yeah. Um, I'm vice president of our local agility club down here. So if people, I just wondered if people wanted to contact you um, and ask questions, training questions, is that, do you do private consults? Yes, absolutely. Um, right. Most of the stuff with uh, deaf dogs I do as a volunteer thing. So um, they can absolutely contact me. Um, yeah, it's, I have a lot of people who come to me through Deaf Dog Rescue Australia. So cool. Very well. So some people might already know of you. When they might be listening to this and they might already be like, oh, that's Robin. They might. <laughs> they might. <laughs> awesome. They probably will. Cool. Okay. So um, one of the things that we use a lot in our training is our tone of voice. So when you came along and your dog's not the first deaf dog that we've trained. We've, we've trained other deaf dogs as well. Um, but the reason I wanted to talk to you is because you're so incredibly knowledgeable in the space. So uh, we want to share some of that with people. So when we use our tone of voice, we use a good boy or good boy as our continuation markers. So either like continue what you're doing because it's good or uh, discontinue <laughs> what you're doing because uh, it's starting to look like not a good choice. So how did you adjust that? There were a couple of ways, a couple of hand signals that I introduced uh, so that she knew it, she wasn't exactly doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, but it's actual <laughs> facial expression. So if I'm smiling, she knows everything's yep. hunky-dory. And if I'm sort of like not smiling, it's just aren't good. <laughs> Nobody else notices it. But right? The dog goes, okay, I oh. understand. Yeah. 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 So it's just it's just in my face and what I'm doing. Getting a bit of a look. Yeah, a bit of a hmm. And do she think, knows it really well. <laughs> do you think that um 
So my dogs respond to that too, but because they're looking at me. So, um, but I can use my voice to get their attention if they're not looking at me. So like, and, and also do you think border collies are easier to train like a hearing impaired border collie because my border collie is looking at me all the time. Is that, a, um, do you think that's a border collie thing? It, it's not. So even uh, the other breeds that I've taught, I've taught um, Great Danes, Bull Arabs, all sorts of breeds that are deaf. If you teach them to actually look at you the whole time, and that yep. she is actually trained to be looking at me. I know now that she's really comfortable in this environment, she just runs off and then she keeps checking back. So yep. <laughs> there are some people in some offices that have tennis balls mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they lure her <laughs> into their office and she'll play ball, but she keeps coming back to the doorway and going, checking in. Still? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I still get, I still get that happening. So one of the things that um, is, a, is a challenge for me, a barrier for me, is that when we're working with a therapy dog, we want them to be really engaged with the student, the participant, whoever that is. And so one of my concerns with deaf dogs is always that, yeah, but I want them to be able to just engage with the, the person who they're there for, but also I need to be able to we need to be able to also be monitoring that and having that checking in thing happening so that we can give guidance on, you know, like continue or mm, just be careful there, Missy, like that kind of thing. So how do you find the balance with that? Um, She's actually the dog. It's not me, but the dog is really good at it. So um, there have been some days where staff have come up to the staff room and then just dropped on the floor and laid down with her on the floor and she just lays with them like she keeps looking at me just slyly like but she's with them licks their face that sort of thing and engages really well with them and yeah. they don't even know that she keeps checking in you know mum okay yeah and they don't notice the same with the kids the kids will get in they'll they'll even cuddle her and all and she just keeps looking up at me to say is this all right you know am I doing the right thing and every now and then I just have to give her a thumbs up that you're doing the right thing and then she settles back to it so cool it was really hard in the beginning though because she wasn't used to children Mm. and and I set things up really badly it was like I did the wrong thing totally and so I just walked into the school because I know you'd said through the training oh, this is it, like, you know, you, you have to be careful, you have to watch the dog, you know, and I thought, nah, this is easy, walk in, we'll be fine, until hundreds of children crowded us, mm. and it was like, back off, back off, and the dog got scared, and and our first day, we went home, the dog was exhausted, I was mm. exhausted, and I stopped and went, I have to rethink this, this I've just messed this up totally and the next day she didn't want to get in the car and come to work and oh I went, my gosh oh. <laughs> and I really really messed that first day up so then I stopped and went okay what have I got to do here so we didn't come out at lunch times to begin with mm-hmm. and I went around like we have 38 classes so we spent the first three weeks just going from room to room introducing yeah. her and setting really firm boundaries for the children even now I have to be really careful going out at lunch times and remind the kids that they have to make lines beside her and ah, just yeah. come in carefully, not to block her vision. Yep. And yep. they're really good. They don't pat her face at all because her eyes are her only mm. thing that she's got. Yep. So if they block that, that could scare her. Mm. Not, she's, not a, she's not a dog that gets, takes fright very yep. quickly. Yep. Um, and I haven't had that happen, but... Even things like don't approach her if you've got a pencil in your hand, um, put the pencils down because if you get her in the eye, oh my gosh. you know, she's lost her sight as well. She's so going to be deaf really and careful. blind. Yes. And I just don't want that. <laughs> we, just, we just try and avoid that, please, students. So you're yes. working with um, little kids? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And in any one day, we could have uh, 500 children patter. Oh, my gosh. So it's pretty full on. It's a big job, isn't it? Yeah. And I feel like people I feel like people don't believe me. And um I just want to take this chance to say, I told you so. Uh yes. <laughs> well, I did think it was going to be so easy. It was just like I'm just gonna walk in and here I am. 
but you the know, thing if I had actually, a dollar for every time I heard yeah. that. <laughs> Do you know the thing that's really frustrating though is on the days she's with me, all I hear is Ellie, 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 and on the days she's not here with me, crickets. Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> I've been living this life for over ten years now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, she gosh. is the only important one here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That won't change. It doesn't wear off, unfortunately. No. <laughs> and unfortunately. it's funny though because you, you can walk by classrooms and all you're hearing is Ellie, Ellie. And I keep saying to kids, you don't have to call her. She can't hear she, you. She can't hear you. Yeah, yep. yep. Um, a few things I want to pick up on that last little bit because that's very rich, um, all those things. So first thing, um, I was marking someone's videos this morning uh, and they're doing, they did their social walk video th- through their school. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if we can get permission to have it at, and, and show it to people in the course, but I've asked because, oh my gosh, it's just a perfect, like the kids and they're high school kids and they do run up to the dog and they mm-hmm. will have been told before and, yeah. and all these things, but we're dealing with little brains that don't, they're not thinking ahead and they don't have that impulse control. And, you know, you can't just face palm them all off and, and things like that. <laughs> and it's like, this dog's been at the school for like a year, if not more. Um, and the kids are still like running yeah. up to it and, and creating and stuff. And I think, oh, it's just such a great way to show people like, this is what I'm talking about. And it would yeah. be even worse at a primary school because the kids yeah. are louder they're faster. Yeah, <laughs> just like lots of moving little bodies and they're all of everything about them. Like they're even the way they pat and things like that. They've got less yeah. um, motor skills development and stuff yeah. like that. Like, and they probably do wild stuff to their dogs at home. Like even all my clients that I see, like they do wild yeah. stuff to their dogs at home. So they see a dog and they're like, I can just do whatever I want to this dog. Like, this is great. Dogs are great. <laughs> it's really good because she has a school t-shirt. Yep. As um, and so they, they know they're not to touch above the T-shirt. Oh. So they have to touch below the T-shirt. So it's never on ah. the face. I've had a couple of kids that, that do keep hugging her. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but she just sort of stands there real stiff like, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> this is one of those kids that needs a hug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just put up with it. Um, so but, yeah. like that's a good example because so kids hug my dog sometimes too. Um, we don't encourage it, but we teach the dogs to cope with it so that, yeah. you know, if a little person needs to hug them for whatever reason, then then they can do that. And it's not, you know, career ending for the dog. Yeah. Uh, but I talk to my dogs during that. Like I'll reassure them. So, you know, that's where that good boy comes yep. into play. Is there, is that where you would like smile at her? I would and, smile or thumb yeah. up. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. the thumb up is a big one for her. She actually wiggles her tail like, oh, okay, I'm doing the right thing. She knows. I love that. Yeah. Yes. And I know it's that's funny. Sort of... Sorry. I was she, just she goes stiff for the children, but when the adults come up, like the teachers come up and hug her all the time, and she's like, oh, yeah. You know. So right it's quite funny. It. Yeah. It's quite funny how different she is. Mm. I don't know whether it's because the little ones are so much littler that she just stands really still. Oh, them. yeah. 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 But with the adults, she'll actually snuggle in. It's quite different. Because so Oliver, um, if I say cuddle, he'll jump up and give me a cuddle because he loves jumping up. So we just put a cue on it so you don't get jumped on all the time. Um, But my kids try and get him to do it and he won't jump on them. So weird. But like an adult or teenager, he will. It's so weird. And he's such a gentle jumper. They just know like it's a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. So those kids have to roll around. If, if you roll around on the floor and giggle, then he'll jump on you and like la- la- he like lays on them and licks their whole face and they just squeal. And then that just makes him like so, More. so, so, so <laughs> amped and he just keeps doing it. And so I actually have to teach the kids a hand signal for when they're ready for him to stop doing that because I can't tell if they're screaming because they're excited <laughs> or they're yeah. screaming because they've had enough. <laughs> I can understand, yeah. Because if I get, the, I think, if I call the dog off and he gets off and they're, and then they're like, oh, I want him to keep doing it. And I'm like, okay, well, you were squealing. Like, <laughs> no. So I had to teach a hand signal. <laughs> I haven't had any squealers yet. I, actually, no, I did. I had, um, actually, this is something to be aware of. So in the classrooms, I always say, 
uh, is there anyone here that is a little bit scared of dogs or mm -hmm. allergic to dogs as we go through? And you just put your hand up and we'll, you know, avoid them. But I had an adult who was terrified to the point where she screamed and ran out of the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because it was uh, a person that's not normally in the school, mm. I didn't expect it. It was just, yeah. yeah, out of the blue. So they're sorts of things that you have to be careful of when you first start. They really are. And the, and the dog didn't know. And because, mm. like, it was happening sort of behind her, she had no, no idea. idea what was yeah. going on. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, so I really find as well, so putting your, when you put your signs up, there's a therapy dog here, blah, blah, blah. They... At a school, there's like a million entry points, like yeah. a million entry points. And lots of people at schools, I don't know what your schedule's like, but lots of people at schools don't have, so the dog's here Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So they can't just leave their sign up with the days on it because they change the days based on their calendar. So like, but yeah. yeah, if they've got something on or not on or whatever, then they'll change the days that the dog comes in and doesn't come in. It's just one of those things that you, yeah, like, because people aren't expecting I think for people with fears and phobias, it's particularly stressful when you're not expecting a dog to be there. You're expecting that yes. this is a dog-free zone and then that all of a sudden there's a dog there. Whereas if you go for a walk down the beach, you sort of know you, you might see a dog, you know, yes. and you're going to see it in the distance and be able to prepare yourself. But I think that yes. shock value of like, whoa, like, ah, yes. catch them off guard. <laughs> it was. It was quite freaky. Poor lady. So if we, yeah. um, it's good that um, Ellie couldn't hear that though. Yeah. <laughs> Might have given her a fright. <laughs> she, had, she was just running through the offices. Where's the tennis ball? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that would be another situation actually. Like, so that's where I would have like our, you know, the kind of thing where our recall is really important um, because we need to stay. And I find as well with like fearful people, the sooner they can see that the dog is under control or see how much control you've got over the dog, mm. it helps them to settle down a lot faster. That lady probably wouldn't, she was just triggered and she was yeah. out of there. Um, so it probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But um, in other settings, so if I recall the dogs and they come back to me in that moment, it seems to develop this level of like, you know, oh, okay, it's going to be okay. That dog's listening. Like, okay. Yeah. It's, it's that dog's under control for lack of better terms. Um, in that setting, if she's not looking at you, uh, like, do, do you have? Do you I can clap. Yourself? Yeah, so she, okay. she can feel the clap. Um, oh. She's been trained to feel the vibration of the clap, and that's exactly what I did in that case: was clap to get her back, pick up the lead, and and move off. Yeah. Oh, that's um, so cool. So, yeah. So she's really, really perceptive with that. Um, yeah. Which is good. She's not right now, as you can see her right now. <laughs> <laughs> she is fast asleep. <laughs> Bless her little heart. She's such yeah. a beautiful dog too. She's got the best nature. Mm. I'm, I'm really glad I got her. So. She was Watching, a rescue. When we watched your um, training videos, it was just so cool to watch. That's, what, that's when I was like, we just have to get Robert in for a podcast. Once you've, We wanted to give you a chance to settle into your school um, and get things going. But then, yeah, like I was, when I was watching them, I was like, this is just so cool. So cool to see. Just yeah, she's pretty amazing. I think she's incredible because I've got another two girls at home, and I think they'll be fairly similar when they mature a little bit more. Yeah, wow. So, but I think even like so, starting up this sort of thing, um, toileting, mm. you, you don't even think about that. So she actually won't go. Oh. So I've got to walk her. I've got to go off campus, walk her down the street where there are other dogs, mm. and then she'll go. But otherwise, she won't go here at school. That's another thing that I use a voice command for. That's another okay. thing. Like, so it's, I have a hand release yeah. for that, but she will not do it here at school. Because the voice, so like how we hear running water and that might yeah. trigger you to want to do a wee, it's because when you do, we, we go to the toilet into toilets that got water in them. So what's the sound that we hear? It's yep. like a classical conditioning thing. So that's how I train the dogs. So I, when, when they're puppies, I think this is how everyone does it. When they're puppies and they do a wee, you say wee-wees while they're yeah. weeing. So then <laughs> if I go out and like want, especially Nala's really good. Oliver's actually really good too. Sunny is actually really good, actually. They're actually all really solid with it. 
if I go wee wees, it'll it triggers them, and they'll that must be the, the classical conditioning thing. But mm. I don't know if a hand signal would have the same. Probably not, but yeah. um, I've got to the point now where I take her to an area that I know other dogs have been. Yeah, so yeah. For her, she wants to she mark. mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nala's a marker. (laughs) So is Oliver, actually. (laughs) Nala marks and then does that like burnout thing with her feet. Oh, no. (laughs) No, she doesn't do that. Grass everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) She does it down at like near the office. We um, walk them down BG's way down there so they can go to the toilet. And she just like does, she's so annoying because she'll do like a tiny wee. So that she can, so she holds some in the tank, like a boy dog. She holds some. And I'm like, that's not a proper wee. You need to do a proper, we're not marking things. We're doing a wee. Do a wee, please. But she, yeah, she does her burnouts and yeah, she's funny like that. Ellie doesn't do that. So that's good. Funny little dog. Actually, so Nala had a surface preference for concrete when I got her as a puppy and I thought it was going to be our undoing. It was so bad. It took forever forever i had a male like that he'd been bred the breeder that he had had him on cement kennel yeah and he would just always go on cement our breeder just purely by accident had the puppies like on their patio so they'd like feed them out in the patio and there was grass there but it was too far away like the puppies wouldn't get to the grass to weed And so, and uh, so they, and, but it was a great little area that they had because they had all this stuff they could climb in the gardens and like really enriching, stimulating area, but just that they, it just wasn't, it was too far away from grass for them to really get into that habit of going onto the grass and getting the grass. it takes so so long to correct it. (laughs) Ever, Robin, I was stressing. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get this undone. Like she would walk off the grass onto the concrete to weed and I'd be like, oh my God. Oh my god! Oh my my male would do the same thing. Drive me crazy. Oh, I, it was months, months, and months. Yeah. And I would like do as much as I could to prevent it um, and get her in that habit. And it's like, then then she would like we on grass as well, but she would prefer. Concrete. We'd be yeah. walking down the street, and she'd just squat on the concrete, and I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing." I used to take water bottles with me everywhere so I could like wash it away. Yeah, wash it. <laughs> oh, far out. In some reason, something somehow it like makes it less embarrassing if you can wash it away whereas if yeah. she just does a wee on the concrete walking down the street and then you just keep walking it's like this like horrible feeling it's like if she did a poo and you didn't pick it up like it's like yeah, you know same it's thing, like yeah. that social <laughs> thing of like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I've had a water bottle it was it made it easier but it was so stressful mm. so why do you think she won't wee at the school I don't know it's really mm. strange um maybe there's not enough scent of other dogs here yeah. we do have our reading dogs here she's actually yeah. terrified of one of them oh <laughs> we've got this beautiful big greyhound that comes in and she saw it from the so on her first day she was looking at the door and saw it coming up the pathway and she was like no nah, not nah, doing that no nope. <laughs> yeah. bless awesome. her um, yeah, maybe, or maybe she, um, maybe she is a bit like Nala and she's just, she's just hanging on to it so she can, she knows she's going to take it down the street. And so she wants to keep all her wee so she can mark everything. Mark it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She has this really strange thing. So she can smell where the snakes have been. Oh, and really? we had, yeah. And we had a snake outside my office um, that would come every now and then. But she now does this, she sniffs and then she like leaps in the air in a particular area. And I know there are snakes down there. So I sort of stay away from that area. <laughs> you know what? Oliver has a reptile specific bark. If he finds a reptile, oh. he's got this specific bark that he does. And I know yep. to go and check. And it'll be like a lizard. Like one time he found a blue tongue. One time oh. he found a snake. It's just no, like it's just his, it's his tell. It's weird. Yeah. So well, hers is just jump. And as soon as I see it, it's <laughs> like I'm going the other way. <laughs> yeah, which and it's great because, you know, then you know, like, oh, okay, like, you know, come away from that, please. You know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> leave absolutely. that lizard alone. Please don't touch that snake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, right away. <laughs> cool. So um, the um, thumbs up that we um, talked about 
um, I remember when you were doing the course and we talked about putting that continuation cue in because, uh, or you say your thumbs up or your smile at a, because there's situations where I want the dog, the dog, if because the, the dog will check in and I want to be able to let them know that's correct. Like keep doing that. Like, mm-hmm. so sometimes if our dogs check in with us and we make eye contact with them and things like that, they come to come to you. Like they just want to be like, Oh, Hey mom, like, hi. Yeah. And I want them to stay in position, like stay doing what they're doing um, because they're, you know, facilitating, um, you know, a human animal bond moment or, you know, something they're with someone that wants them with them. So have you found that um, with her? Have you, are you able to, is it handy or is it sort of something she's already done naturally and you just paired it up? How's she going? Uh, she'll stay with the person that she's with unless I actually call her back. Okay. So if I do a motion for her to come to me, then she'll come. So like trying to get from my office up to the school office mm-hmm. of a day takes forever. <laughs> like, and people laugh actually as I'm going up. They're going, how long is it going to take to get up there? Like, I just want to go up for morning tea. <laughs> so like you leave. So I'm at one end of the school and the office is way up the other end. And I'll leave like 20, 30 minutes before break time just to oh get up goodness. through the kids. It's just oh, my amazing. gosh. <laughs> but it's great. And then That's why we what have I them. do is, yeah, so um, the way that we've been used uh, at the moment, and, and the whole thing is evolving here. We've got a really good principal who really believes in therapy dogs, which is great. And he's sort of letting me take the lead of Let, this is how it's going to go. So at the moment, we're looking at children who were refusing to come to school or come mm-hmm. in the school gate. Yep. And I get a phone call. We've got one out the front. And yep. so I'll go out, take the lead, and I'll actually, and it's the only time I let other people uh, control my dog, mm-hmm. but I'll say to the child, here's the lead, let's go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And That's what I do too. They'll, yep, and they'll turn and they'll come straight back into school. We'll do a lap of the school and then we go into their classroom and then we do a tricks demo in the classroom with the dog. <laughs> and so by that time, the it transitioned child, in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And it just works beautifully. Works every time, I reckon. Yep. Every time. I always tell people like, so when you hand a child a dog lead, it's almost like you've tied them to it. Yeah. Like it's, and they're choosing to hold it, yeah. but they will not let it go. They no, they do, don't. They will not <laughs> let it go. And so all I've got to do is hand them the lead and then call the dog and start walking. (laughs) And the dog will come with me and then the kid's just coming. Like, just like. And they don't realise that. And the the look on the parent's face often is like, oh. Yeah. And they don't even get a goodbye or nothing. They're just like, (laughs) we're gone. (laughs) Which is great. I've got one mum and um, she's taken photos of Ellie because she puts them up in her child's bedroom. And so yeah. that he knows when he's coming to school on that particular day, yeah. that's who he's coming to see. Yeah. So yeah. it's really good. Yeah. those that, So we call this transitional items. So to get that kid out of bed and ready for school, we mm-hmm. need that transitional object in there of the photo to say, yeah. the, like it's a visual support of, okay, so, but Ellie's there. Remember? Yeah. Remember how Ellie's there? And you could even, um, if anyone's listening, you could translate that too. So, if we had issues with, okay, but the kids only coming to school on the days that the dog's there, um, you can facilitate some preparation activities. So when Ellie, on the days that Ellie's not there, he still has to come and see you and he has to, you know, do whatever to prepare for when she's there the next day or the day after. So I talk all the time about how I use dog treats as rewards, as my token economy, because the kids love giving the dogs treats so I can get the kids to earn the treats. Um, So you could do things like, you know, he's got to come in and he's got to do X, Y, Z, and then he can, you know, have a little jar in there for him. So he's earning the treats on Monday and they get put in the special jar. And then on Tuesday he walks Ellie in and comes into your room and gives her the treats out of the jar. That's how you would transition to, okay, she's not here, but she will be here. And we can, it doesn't matter that she's not physically here. We can still prepare for when she's here. Mm. Otherwise you'll get, you may get situations where kids won't 
come in on the day she's not there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting because um, I had long service leave. So we sort of just got her into the school and then I had long service leave. So I had to post a photo of her on her skateboard to mm. say, you know, we're scooting out. And then we had to do some during her holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily she'd done some agility shows and had come first and second. Oh. So we had the rosettes to put on and the picture of her, like, I've done so well. Oh, bless. <laughs> so it kept, it kept people wanting to know. In fact, when I first came, one little girl met me at the gate on the first day and she said, I've been learning sign language so I can talk to your dog. My gosh. <laughs> and I had to sort of say, um, we use different sign language. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> it was quite funny. But, yeah, she'd, she'd been training herself up, waiting for this dog. And we also tied it into the, the boss did this really well. So year four had to do a persuasive text. And their text was, could we have a dog at school? And they didn't know Ellie was coming. Ellie was coming. Oh, my goodness. And so the principal on the first day walked us through the year fours and said, okay, I've listened to what you've said. We're getting a dog. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love that idea. It was really good. I love that idea. Um, I was marking videos and the ones that I was doing this morning and – the person has got the kids, they're in a high school, they've got the kids filming the videos, like their assessment videos, they're doing them at right. school. I loved it. Like, and so the kids just filming it and the ladies just talking to the kids and stuff. But I was like, oh my God, that is such a great idea for yeah. anyone who's working in a school because your reassessment's annoying because you've got to film all these flipping videos, the pain yeah, in the yeah. bum. Yeah. So I'm like that. I'd be so annoyed. Like <laughs> I have to film my dogs all the time. It's a flipping nightmare. Um, but you know, I was thinking if you're in a school environment, that's the perfect time to, you could create like a little helpers group. Like, so any, all of the kids that um, you could choose different groups of kids with different issues. Um, so kids that get like, you know, anxiety about assessments or kids that are difficult to engage or, you know, kids with behavioral stuff that hate being told what to do. Um, you know, like the kids that don't want to engage in learning. Cause they're like, what's the point? Why do I have to learn this? Like, or yep. you could have all these little different groups and have an exercise each that they need to help the dog pass their assessment. Cause I'd be so invested because it's the school's right. dog. So yep. you're super invested in it, but you could have these little, Groups or have one group to do all your, because I think there's like eight or so activities okay. that the dog's got to, like the, those videos. So you like your social walk and mat, mm. drop, sit, stuff. But you could have either like little, break it into groups or just have one group because the thing that we need is like the distractions. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you could be like, okay, so we need to come up with, you know, like, cause I could hit the, the um, lady was saying to the student, like, I need to do just distance, distraction, duration. So, you know, but I was like, oh, this is such a cool way to talk kids through like a criteria sheet, Absolutely. how, to, how yeah. to look at a criteria sheet and understand a criteria sheet and then plan an activity to meet the criteria sheet. Like I got way worse marks in school than what I probably should have got because I didn't never understood criteria sheets like <laughs> I always did the wrong thing <laughs> I was yeah. like damn it so there's I, I like was listening and I was like oh my gosh this is so rich with ideas of like okay so now we're gonna do distractions like I'm gonna get distance so okay guys you gotta act natural but also you know I want you to like you know have a noisy conversation and walk past the dog on their mat or, you know, da, da, da. And then, but you could talk about why, like, why has the dog got to show us that it can do these things? And, you know, why is it important? Like, who cares if the dog sits or, who, you know, whatever, like it's a great dog anyway, but talking about, well, the dog's got to learn to learn. And, you know, our, our recall is important because it's a safety thing. And if we don't have recall, we shouldn't have the dog off lead. And, you know, you could sure. just, have, there would just be so many learning opportunities in that. I was like, I'm definitely going to. I wrote in her feedback. I was like, you've just given me so many ideas. <laughs> Thank good. you. Thank you yeah. for that. And that now I cool. can do the same thing. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you could get like, um, cause like lots of people do it in schools and stuff. And I think the permissions work a bit differently, but you know, if you had a little focus group, like why not formulate an entire 
program around it. Like, cause then yeah. you're doing it at work. Like it, it would make the job of making the videos, like you'd look forward to it. You'd be like, yeah. oh, okay, we've got two months before we need to have our videos in. Like let's put together a little program and you have the kids do it with you. Like we've got oh, so many yeah, learning good. outcomes, you know? We're always looking for stuff to do with the dogs. Like how do we, you know, people constantly asking us, like how do you whatever with the dogs? And I think too, um, if you can do it in the work situation and show exactly what the dog's doing. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. Yeah. We really need that. Like it's so much easier when I can see, you know, like sometimes we have to make do because like my setting's tricky because we've got kids at therapy, you know, like it makes it more difficult, but I think schools, you definitely should be having those reassessment videos um, at the school. And it was, it's so lovely to see the dogs like cruising around and kids are running up and patting it and he's wagging his tail and he's like, Hey guys, (laughs) just makes it out. It makes our job easier. Cause I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, great. Like this dog's sweet, you know, like it's unexpected things popping up and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, easy this is easy this is very easy (laughs) thank you I love when the videos are easy (laughs) there was one the other day I had um I could hear two kids in the hall refusing to do an assessment oh yeah so I went out to them and I said oh listen you you know you're sounding a little bit grumpy and poor Ellie doesn't like that she can feel that in the room Mm. and then I said how about if you do the assessment in my room really quietly while Ellie has a snooze then you can have a play with her after Yep. And they got the whole assessment done. So they, they just do it. To do. Yeah, they right. just did it. And then because she was asleep, they went, shh, and they tippy-toed out and didn't even stop for a pat. It was oh. like, <laughs> it was just the perfect setup. There's so many times, Robin, when I'm like, is this a joke? Is this a joke how easy this is? And like, I'll like try something like that and it'll just work. And I'm like, yeah. is this a joke? Like, <laughs> is that actually just, did that just work? It's amazing how often you're just like, you know, give give something like that a try. Like, you know, you never know like how they're going to react. Like, you know, but it's just. Even for so the staff often. though, having the dog here, like into a staff meeting, you just see everyone light up. It's really good. Yeah. So. In fact, I'm tossing up tomorrow's our well-being night, so I'm not sure whether I'm going to bring her in tomorrow instead of Wednesday and yeah, and have a go. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so we're in agreement. The dogs great. Dogs in schools is great. Therapy dogs are great. They're so useful. Um, we definitely there's definitely ways that we can prepare the dogs, even if they're hearing impaired. Um, to be out of school, be in a school environment. What about challenges and like, so risk assessment stuff? Like how was your, how do you think your risk assessment might've differed from someone who, whose dog's not hearing impaired? So I was really lucky in that a couple of schools down here that have therapy dogs um, Mm -hmm. sent me their risk assessments so I could have a look at them. Yep. Um, There's not, too many changes there there are things like um in other schools there are other people trained up to handle the dog and Mm. i've said that like i'm the (laughs) only one that will handle the dog here Mm. yeah um so things like that um it it was really quite the same i made very few changes uh they had to have she has to have downtime obviously so if we've been in with a lot of kids then I give her that downtime and I don't get her back out. Mm. Um, yeah, I haven't had to factor too much else in that's mm. different to a hearing dog. Those were my, like, my main things were the stuff I've already said, like that because I don't have a hearing impaired dog, um, but trying to think about, so how, what about a recall in a situation or, um, yeah, like kids accidentally waking the dog up so like if I have um the dogs have fallen asleep in the room uh and a kid goes over towards them I just talk to the dog to wake them up so that they're ready so that they don't get a startle so have you had issues with that stuff do you have a system um I had a a counselor in here with a child the other day and she was snoozing on the floor 
I would probably actually clap to wake her up mm. as they're approaching. I know it's not ideal to have the noise, but mm. if, if she's not like at the moment, as you saw, she's right next to me when she sleeps. Yeah. Um, but I would try and wake her before it happens. She's mm. not one to startle. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and she's not one that she would snap or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I would probably clap and just get her attention. Um, often if, even just a thump on the floor, if I hit my foot on the floor, uh, and yeah. no one would understand yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but she can feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So it's, it's really it's, um, just small movements with mm. her and she's she doesn't, she's not a deep sleeper. Yeah. So she's always yeah. still trying to check in. Um, mm. When we go home, she really sleeps then, but not at work. Hmm. That's interesting, Ham. You really just got to know your dog. Yeah, and like her behaviour is so good. I don't. Yeah. I don't have many issues. If it was one of my males, I probably would have major <laughs> issues. But <laughs> so it's got to be the right dog. It's got to be the right dog, and you got to know your dog. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone and, else, and, yeah, go. Yeah, and because I have to watch her body language so much, mm. um, I can see when she's uncomfortable or when the situation's not right. So I just say to the kids, okay, we need to stop now. We've got to get to a meeting and yeah, take yeah. off. Um, yeah. So it's it's just all in the way uh, her body language goes. So yeah. she will go, she'll go sort of stiff and she'll go to the, look to the sides to get away from something. Yeah. And that's where I tap to tell yeah. the kids, you need to move away from the front of her. Yeah, okay. Or always give her room to escape if she needs to. Yeah. Just thinking about how, like, how do the kids react to that? Like, do they have any, like, would they feel, yeah, do they get upset? Do they argue? No, they've been pretty good. Um, and I've actually heard the older ones saying, you're going to frighten her if you block her at the front. And they'll say mm. to the little ones, you've got to move, you've got to move to give her room. So they're actually starting to use it themselves and say, That's don't block cool. the front of her. Yeah. yeah. And, and they know, come in and join a line at the side and yep. have a pat and off you go so another person can have a go. Yeah. So sort of, they are sharing and they've That's been cute. pretty good with it. Yeah. That's cool, hey. All those little skills that they're learning along the way, practising along the way, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm. And as, the more they get used to it, yeah. the better they'll become. Yeah. So I can now sort of walk through the assembly without all the kids going, Ellie, Ellie, you know, just they know that they have to sit in assembly and we'll come and we'll walk through. Yeah. Uh, and even in classrooms now, instead of running at the door like they were in the beginning, they stay at their seat because they know she's going to come around to each and every one of them. Yeah. Um, unless, unless they put their hands up, um, which means they don't want her nearer. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. That's awesome. So the thing I would be looking out for in my setting is um, just making sure that I'm, I'm working with, you know, difficult to engage and anxious little humans that are often more invested in animals than what they are in humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want that relationship to be really positive yeah. um, and quite a strong relationship before there's any sort of, yeah, don't, I try to stay away from things like the dog doesn't like that or you're scaring the dog or things like mm-hmm. that in case the child internalizes it yep. into um, oh, I'm, I'm doing something wrong or bad. And now the dog doesn't yep. like me. Do you think that um, because Ellie's got a disability is it easier, do you think, for kids to externalise those cues and things because they've got, or there's a reason, like it's not because she doesn't like you, it's because she can't hear you and she's yep. going to more easily get overwhelmed or she may or whatever. It's been pretty good because when I go around to each of the classes, I explain that to them mm. so that uh, you can't block her sight because that's her only way that she can mm. talk to you is by looking at you. So mm-hmm. if you block it with your hands or your body, she can't communicate with you. Yeah. Uh, and then and then she'll get frightened. Mm. And the kids understand that. They're really good with it. Yeah, cool. Um, and even the little ones are starting to do it. We had 
we had some strange things in the beginning. So when I first took her around to our little preppies, my hand signals were totally wrong for the setup. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I did a, a wave for her to come with me. Mm-hmm. And she thought it was a wave to jump up on their table in front of them. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> hilarious. Because <laughs> you have all sorts of agility it. cues as well. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> and, so she, and the tables were low in the prep room, so it was at her height that she could jump up really easy. Hilarious. And she jumped up on the table in front of the kids and they all went, <gasps> and then I had to get it down really quickly. It was like, no, no. So I had to monitor my hand. Lang- like my hand yeah. With her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we haven't done that again. Although one of the teachers found it really funny and took photos of her on each of the tables. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised the kids didn't just like squeal with delight at like. <laughs> I think it was just a shock to start with, and then they were like, you know, come to my table, come to my table. Yeah, and I had to, I had to stop her jumping onto the tables. So, yeah. yeah. Any of the kids but, I work with would immediately be trying to make her jump on the table over and over yeah. and over and over again. <laughs> I have a few kids that come in and do the hand signals. So like they'll stand next mm-hmm. to me and try and do, try and get her to do what they want with the hand signals. So they're mm. watching the hand signals really closely. Mm. Um, so it's, it's quite funny. How does she go with, how does she go with that? Because um, we literally just spoke about this on the last podcast about how I let my dogs ignore like pretty much anything anyone else says because the kids just overuse every single thing that they, and they, they're using modeling. So they, um, they'll see me say something to the dogs and then they'll say it like 50 times. Yeah. So they'll do it and she actually ignores them. Yeah. And so when I want her to do it, I am standing behind them doing the signals. Same signal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They (laughs) they don't know. Yeah. And I'm actually doing it. And, but she's looking at me going, Oh yeah. Okay. Get it. And when they're doing it, she's like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Who are you? Hmm. Um, I do that with, in um, if I've got little kids that I'm using trick training to get the dogs, you know, to get them engaged. Yeah. And I'll like stand behind them because most of the tricks that we've got have got hand signals. Yeah. And so they'll be like, because everyone, everyone sounds different. And even if I teach them this, the hand signals or whatever, like their tiny little hands just don't do the job, you know, like <laughs> they do it differently. It's a different movement. Yeah. yeah. And the dog's yeah. like, uh, excuse me. I've never seen that before in my life. I've never like, heard that word before Japanese. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what any of that is. I'm so sorry. I can't, I can't comply. So, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll like be behind them doing my little like spin Yep. And well, that's what I do. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids think they're doing it. They think like, they're doing wow. it. Yeah. And then, you know, what's good about that is that if the kid actually can get them to do it, that's one thing. But then they just overdo it. Like they yep. just do it and do it. And it doesn't matter how many times some kids, lots of kids are great and, you know, they can understand. But I've got some kids that it won't matter how many times I say, like, you know, I don't know how she feels about spinning around in a hundred circles or what do you think she, why she might not be doing that anymore. Or um, I use treats for tricks. And so I try and set the boundary early on, like, okay, so you've got five treats and that means you can do five tricks, you know, okay. like it's, it's one, one treat per trick, you know, but I'll say that. And then they'll be like, they'll do their five tricks. Oh, actually, do you know what happens a lot? They'll do that. And then they'll go out into the waiting room where the parent is and they want to show off to the parent what the tricks I can do and so they start asking the dog to do the tricks and the dog's like I'm so no. sorry you have actually run out of treats so there's actually zero chance I'm doing no value that. in this yeah there's, there's actually zero chance and then I'm like in this situation where I'm like damn it like because I've told the kid like okay so you're done and then I've told the dog that's you know all done and then they go out in the waiting room and start it. And then it's like the kids like upset or, you know, embarrassed or feels awkward or like just yucky stuff because they were trying to show their parent how clever they were at getting yeah. the dog to do stuff. And then the dog's not doing it. And I'm like, damn it. Now I feel like I have to go, okay, well, let's, let's just go get, you know, two more treats or something. And you can do your yeah. two favorite tricks or whatever, try and get the dogs to do it again, because I don't want them to leave. Like they're leaving this, the whole session right. with yeah. that as their last, like stupid dog. You made me look like a fool. <laughs> uh, Man. And it's amazing how much the tricks actually get the kids in. Oh yeah. 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 It was my, it was my go-to thing. Yeah. 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 
when I had new clients all the time, I don't really get, I have new clients these days um, here and there, but it was my go-to thing. It was my absolute, every single first session, it was my go-to thing. And my kids that had selective mutism, it was my go-to thing, definitely all the time because I would get them talking. Um, and uh, kids that didn't want to come in, they didn't want to come into the room at all. They didn't want to engage yeah. or anything. I'd do trick shows. So I'd tell them in the way room, like, did you know that um, Sunny can actually do like a lot of tricks? So uh, if you want, I can show you how to do them and then uh, teach you and then um, we can make a little show and then mum can come in and you can perform the trick show yeah. every time, every time. Every time. That's one of those things I'd be like, just keep, just, I had this little script that I would use and it would just be every time the kids are like, see you, mum. <laughs> so good. Even that transition. So when the dogs come out, I have a kid that's being a real pain in the bum for their parent that day. And the parents just had enough. Like they've just been screaming yeah. in the car or whatever. And they're just like, had enough. And then they're in the waiting room and they're carrying on like pork chop. And then the dogs go out and, you know, Labradors and a Border Collie. So the Border Collie is obsessed with pats. He, he'll like go and sit and stare straight into your eyes and you have to pat his head. The whole, and if you oh. stop, he paws at you. Oh, if lovely. You stop <laughs> doing it. And so like he'll do that show or, um, the, yeah, the labs will run out and they ride in your space, you know, that snuffling. Yep. <laughs> and then they're, they're all wriggly and, you know, cuddly. And it's amazing how like the, kids can be sitting in the waiting room and then the dog come and they're, they're adamant. This kid's adamant. They hate their parents. They hate me. They don't care about the dogs. I'm not going in. I'm kicking the car the whole way home. Like yous are all going down for bringing me here and I'm not going back to school and I'm not doing, you know, they're in that, that zone. The dogs come out. I always come out like, hi guys. Like, even if the parents like been texting through the thing, like we're running late because this kid's like burning the house down yep. or like whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> and I come out, I'm like, guys. and like the dog just is, you know, forcing this child to like soften because they come out and they're like, Oliver just stares straight into their eyes and make them feel like yep. they're the most important thing in the world. And the labs are like, you know, trying to give them toys and trying to climb, climb up on their chairs and get in their space and all that sort of stuff. It is amazing how quickly, and I, like, it's really important that I go out with that, like, act like I don't know, Absolutely, or even yeah. if I can hear them, sometimes I can hear them in the waiting room and they're like firing up and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be fun. Well, that's, that's what happened with me the other day where I could hear the child refusing to yeah. do the assessment. It was like, and he was out there angry. <sighs> and I was like, Come on in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you go out there with any kind of like, right, you know, kind of stuff, mm. they will fight back. Yep. If you go, give them an opportunity. I feel like sometimes those kids are looking for an exit strategy. Like yes, they've already, com- they've committed now and they've caused a bit of a scene. And so if they give in now, they, you know, like they've, it's like yeah. when you know you're losing an argument and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to stick with it. One of the most challenging um, situations I've been here, it, we have a young boy in a wheelchair and it's, and Ellie won't jump up on people. Mm. And so it's it's trying to train her to get up on the wheelchair so that yeah. he can have a pat because he's got very limited movement. So Why don't you just drive him up next to a table and get her to jump? She loves jumping on tables. Get her up there. Make her a platform. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. She might get too used to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need it's a table. Right. Yeah, something at, at his height. You need a mm. mat like a specific, you know, those non-slip mat things. Yeah. You might, you've probably used them. You glue them onto your like podium things for the dogs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Seen that? Yeah. yeah. Well, you probably have fancy ones. I have like $2, you know, those like slip mat things that are in. <laughs> Even the bath mats, you know, that yeah. you use in the hydro bath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut mm. them up. And I used to cut them up and glue them to stuff so the dogs could like grip on it yeah actually I use um marine carpet in my ute mm-hmm. I got a style side and you the tailgate comes down yeah you know I screw so it's got screws already in it in the tailgate thing and you just undo those and then you put your mat your marine carpet yeah. on so when they jump in they've got grip on yeah. that so they don't go flying 
yeah. through. If anyone's <laughs> got issues with their dogs skidding into the car, but that's really light. Yeah. It's super light. You could probably make something Freddie got up on. Yeah, I'll have to work it out. I think that because Oliver loves to jump up and cuddle, but I think it, um, I think any, ex- although your dogs would be so fit, any extended time that they're up like that, I think they fatigue. Mm. She just, she's never been a jumper. Like she yeah. does an agility, obviously, mm. but not on, she's never jumped up on people. She's never mm. gone into that. Even as a puppy, she never did it. So yeah. like it's, I think it's a respect thing that, that she doesn't, but um, when you wanted to, it's like, come on up. <laughs> it's so hard to get a dog to jump if that's not their thing. Like yeah. all my dogs, so Oliver will stay up the longest. Sonny never jumped when he was a baby. He just never, ever jumped. And so you can't, it's very hard to get him to, to jump up. You can do like your pause up thing, but he's lasts like a second and then he's yeah. off again. And Nala's really similar too. I don't know what her story is, but she doesn't, she's not like that. But Oliver, if you jump, especially if you catch him on your forearm yeah, and then give him a big cuddle, he loves that. Like that's his favorite thing in the world it's just that's his biggest reinforcer in the whole world is if you say cuddle and he gets to jump up and have his feet up and then you lean over and rub his belly yep loves that loves it (laughs) but even that like it's his favorite thing but he's still I think it does it must be an unnatural position or something because I think that does fatigue them yeah Mm. so I think that's the only thing that I would probably try and retrain um Mm. or reorganize myself to do Um, Mm. But yeah, otherwise it's going really well. I'm really pleased with it. That's so exciting. Well done. Thanks. Well done. We're actually what? going to have our school photos done this week. Oh my. She's one of the, she's a staff member. Oh my God. So, so like all the dogs we've got that are in schools are staff members. It's so yeah. cute. <laughs> and the photography company that we go through, they said each team has their own therapy dog. So uh, a local school nearby, they've got a, um, uh, what is it, a Bernese Mountain Dog. Yeah. Really big dog. And um, so that's a mascot for one of their teams. So Ellie's going to be a mascot for a different team. Yeah. The photographer's got teams. Yeah. Yeah. So they got they have teams that go out to different schools. And so oh. they have a mascot. They, they take the photo of the dog with the team and that's their mascot. That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> It's we, were so supposed to have, we were supposed to have photos last week, but we had to cancel due to a power issue. And oh. I spent the morning blow drying her hair. Oh, I and... bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. So um, to finish up, Robin, so you can get on with your busy school day, um, is there anything, any piece of advice or something that you've learned since you've graduated and you've brought your dog into school, is there something that you think we could let people know that, you know, either surprised you or you weren't expecting or is something that you did know, like you said before, like something you did know, like, oh, it can be crazy in school environments and then you get there and you're like, oh, yes, it actually really was. Yeah. Something that we can pass on to our current students. Um, I actually think that point was was the biggest one for me mm. was um, it it is tiring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unexpected that it's tiring for the dog getting so many pats at once. Yeah, you really have to set yourself up to go into a school so that you um, go round to the classes and say this is all. Go to an assembly and say this is mm. what's going to happen. Um, this is what we would like it to look like. Put it out into social media so mm-hmm. that the parents are aware as well. Um, and the other thing was getting insurance was. Um, it, it took a long time to get insurance. So yes. waiting for them to come back uh, with quotes and things and um, getting an insurance to suit this setting. Mm. Um, it just took a bit of time. So did, you, did, did your school organise that or did you have to organise no, it? I had You organised it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It can go either way. Yeah. Mm. So it was just, you know, be prepared. It does take a little bit of time to, to implement it. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I actually did a staff meeting first uh so our pupil mm. free day with the dog so that the staff got to meet her first yeah so little steps <laughs> yeah so be, and, pa- and, be patient yeah and and things like i know there are things that you said but you don't expect it um not being able to go to the shops on the way home because the dog's in the I car know, right 
I'm really lucky. <laughs> well, there's a local shopping centre here and they don't mind the dogs going in there and it's like, yes. yes. <laughs> That's a massive win. Mm. Massive That's win. That's really good. Yeah, um, so things like that. With the um, five-day course, is do you think that it's people like is it an information overload like is it you know or do people you know so like if I'm saying like it's school environments are really busy like you know your dog's gonna get tired and stuff like that is it just one of those things that people just have to experience and is it you know we just got to prepare them so that because I I worry that people are going to go out into these environments two things I worry about I think they're going to go out into these environments and not be ready the other thing I worry about is that they go out into the environments and they are ready, but they get a shock and then they think they're not ready, you know? Um, I suppose one thing that you could add is maybe like an introduction program, like mm-hmm. uh, actually have this is how you would plan to implement it. That's a good so idea. You could actually step it out for them. So in the first week you do this, you know, it could be the social media side of it or just go to a staff meeting or a pupil free day to begin with so that um, you show them how to introduce it. That's a good not, idea. Not be like me who thought, yeah, not a hassle. Sure be sweet. <laughs> <And> it was. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. That's a, that's a great idea because that can be something that people are actively working on. Like, so, you know, they submit their videos and we, we have to have four weeks grace to mark those because sometimes some weeks we get, yeah. we get 10 videos submitted and some weeks we get one. Um, so during that time while they're impatiently waiting, can they, that maybe that's the kind of thing they could be working on. Like they're expecting to pass. So, you know, they could be writing those posts for social media and getting those photos ready or, you know, things like that and starting to really just prepare in the background. Yep. Mm. And if you give them some ideas on, on what to do and when that sort of thing, um, just step it out. That's Um, a good idea. Otherwise you're just sort of, yeah, jumping in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it, it becomes overwhelming for the dog. And I can honestly mm. say that that first day at school, Ellie just, yeah, show me the car. I'm going <laughs> and I'm not coming back. See ya. Whereas now, now she like, is it my day? And she knows because I get the car out and I drop the windows and then mm. I put everything in the car ready and then I feed the other dogs and she knows it's my day and she comes running to the car. It's like, yes, it's my go. So, Bless. um She's really excited now to be coming, but but first couple of weeks it was, and I, I actually stopped and thought, am I doing the right thing for the dog mm, here? Mm. Um, and it wasn't until she said, sort of got used to a routine. It was like, oh yeah, I know, it's okay. And it helped mm. that the girls in the office introduced tennis balls. <laughs> That's a really good tip there. Like even just that in itself. just being ready for even though we've got the dog ready and the hands ready I just don't think there's any real way to be prepared to have to do your job and manage a dog at the same time I just don't think there's any way there's no amount of training that can have you ready for that and I think it's something that you've got to be kind to yourself and your dog and ease into and give yourself a lot of self-care and get get support from your workplaces and stuff to have even things like reduced duties or, you know, help with tasks and stuff so that you can have that time to ease into it. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And I've been, I've just been so lucky here that everyone has just been so willing and everyone's like, come to my class, come to my class. It's like, I can only do so many classes in a day. Yeah. And I still, I still haven't got around to the whole school. Mm. So there are some classes that are more needy. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, we now even put her on our referral forms. So mm-hmm. we have a wellbeing team. So we have a chaplain, um, a social worker, a guidance officer, and the dog. I love that idea. So, yeah. <clears throat> so um, when we wouldn't know about children perhaps before, we now have meetings and we say, okay, so this is one for the therapy dog and you know, this is for the chaplain or we work on it so that all of the kids are covered. That's so cool. Love it. Okay, Robin, that is fantastic. So um, we'll maybe put in the show notes um, a way that people can contact. Do you have an Instagram for your no dogs? No. no. Well, um, we've got some time. We'll have a, a, at least a week or so before we 
publish this podcast. So if you want to um, come up with your best contact details what for about, anyone. What about my um, personal email address? Yeah, so I'll, I'll put yeah. I'll put that in the show notes, and then yeah. anyone who's got you know a, a hearing impaired dog or needs to yeah get get your insight on training a dog with a disability, they can get in touch. Absolutely. Yep. We we were just. Try, I just got to see. Look, that's how much she's moved. Hello, little girl. <laughs> she's just there to sleep. What did go. she? What did she react to then? My stamping on my foot. Did, I thought I heard that. Yeah, I stamped my yeah. foot. And, and then she she's straight up. Yep. That's what I mean. She's pretty so quick. So smart. She's really quick with any of that sort of thing. Oh, legend. Yep. We were just so impressed with Robin. Um, it was, yeah, I, it was a real pleasure to watch your training videos. It was really, really cool to see. And I hope you, that you, you know, sharing those with people as well as as I'm sure you've got plenty of training videos and people see you training all the time. But yeah. it was just really, really cool and Thanks for chatting it to actually, us. It was actually good because I was able to help someone else get through the therapy course. So Yay. Just passed <laughs> up. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> well, for someone that I passed in the last couple of days, I was I there was a couple that I did and they were all fantastic. They were fantastic. You got a really good score. So I was yeah, pleased because it was lots of hours of videoing. So <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we don't give those scores away lightly. So, you know, that's why I've got a scoring system the way that we do. And it's the time you put in and the dog. Some people, you know, it doesn't matter how much time you put in. If you've got a dog that's like a dash hound or whatever, that's not interested, (laughs) it's not their forte, is, you know, reacting quickly to things, that's fine. Like it doesn't matter. But, yeah, some teams are really, really very impressive. And you're definitely one of them. So thank you so much. Thanks for being so flexible, working with us through the course and stuff as well. Cause I always get a bit nervous. Like, you know, like I've got to be, I'm, I'm going to be flexible, but we need to work together and we need to be able to, yeah. Like make our, our worlds align so that we, I can be confident in you and you can also get something from us along the way. So it was just a pleasure. Excellent. No, it was, it was great course. So thank you so much for it. And um, yeah, more to come. Ah, we'll be seeing you soon, I'm sure. No worries. Thanks so much. No worries. Bye, Robin. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in studying with Therapy Dogs Australia or you have a few more questions before deciding, please get in touch with us by emailing courses at therapydog.com.au or visiting our website at www.therapydog.com.au for more information and FAQs.